0: Welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. In today's episode, Danette takes you on a tour through both EQ and how to access your emotional intelligence even better. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Magical Learning's podcast. My name is Danette Fenton Menzies, and I'm the Director of Learning here at Magical Learning. Today, I thought we'd talk about emotional intelligence. Now, um, emotional intelligence is defined as the ability to monitor one's own and others' feelings and emotions, to be able to discriminate amongst them, and to use this information to guide one's thinkings and action. And that was by the people who actually pioneered EQ, and they were Professor Peter Savoli, And John Mayer, not the singer, always want to qualify that one. For me, I usually define emotional intelligence as being aware of your emotions and the impact they have on you and also others. Now, fun fact on why it is really important to work on your emotional intelligence If you're working in a professional setting, research has shown that your emotional and social skills are four times more important than your IQ, particularly when considering success and prestige in those professional settings. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that our our emotions are often driven by our thoughts. So one of the ways that we can regulate our emotions is actually to look at those thoughts which sometimes come from our beliefs, and just work out whether they're empowering us or not. Often I find when a person is triggered emotionally, there is a need or a want underneath that particular emotion that our body is trying to signal to us. So get curious when you get triggered and ask yourself, what is that deep need or want that currently isn't being satisfied for me? The wonderful thing is, emotional intelligence, because our brain um, is has that plasticity, we're able to develop these skills over our lifetime. So even if you start from, say, a low base, you are still able to learn the different elements of emotional intelligence. Now, another fun fact about our emotions is that they guide all of our decisions. So basically, we decide based on our emotions And then we use our rational brain to rationalize that decision. So just remember, when you think you're being rational about something that you're excited to buy, it's actually your emotions that are driving you around that. Now, an emotional intelligence model that I use has been developed by Roche Martin, and it's called the Emotional Capital Model of Emotional Intelligence. What I like about this model, it's got five key areas. Um, So self-awareness is one of them, self-management is another, our social skills, our adaptability and our social awareness. Now, under each of those categories are particular elements. For example, self-awareness includes self-knowing and also straightforwardness. And that's one often I find people struggle with, the straightforwardness. Now, a couple of fun facts, Um, because some people think emotional intelligence is just about empathy, but it's not. And it's also not just about being nice. It isn't also gender specific. So some people see EQ skills as as more feminine skills. But in fact, everyone can learn emotional intelligence. Another thing that's really interesting, and this came from Corn Ferry Hay Group, they found that Among leaders with multiple strengths in emotional self-awareness, 92% of them had teams with high energy and also high performance. So even concentrating on one of those particular categories can actually really boost performance, not only for the leader, but also for their team around them. Now, one of the things that's really important for us to realize is that As leaders, if we are emotional, and perhaps maybe we've come into work and we're in a really bad mood, that is actually contagious. So there is a phenomenon called emotional contagion, meaning our emotions are contagious. So we catch them and we also spread them. As leaders, that has a greater impact on our team than if we were, say, one of the team members, but even as a team member when we come in and we're in a bad mood, unfortunately, that also is contagious to those around us. So why is it important for us to build our emotional intelligence skills? Well, one, it helps us understand ourselves so we can build our self-control. We get to see the bigger picture because we're working with our brain. As a leader, it also helps us understand others. And because As we get better with our emotional intelligence, we're generally better able to handle stress, which means we have more of a positive impact as a leader. The other thing I see when leaders boost their emotional intelligence is that they tend to respond to people and situations rather than react. That generally leads to better outcomes and better team performance. So from that perspective, it is really important for us as leaders to continually work on our emotional intelligence skills. Um, Now, another fun fact, a researcher at the University of North Carolina found that people who experience and express positive emotions more frequently are more resilient, more resourceful, more socially connected, and far more likely to function at optimal levels. So even working on um, optimism, which is one of the components of adaptability, can help us to be able to have a much greater impact on those around us from a positive perspective, but also we benefit ourselves. Now, another fun thing I wanted to share with you about emotions is there are actually three parts to an emotion. And this came from... um, an article called The Purpose of Our Emotions by Chandra Cherry. And they said there are three parts. The first part is the subjective component. This is how you experience an emotion. The second part is the physiological component. And this is how your body reacts to the emotion. And the last part is the expressive component. How you behave in response to the emotion. So these three elements can play a role in how we function um, and the purposes of our emotional responses. Remember that some emotions will be short-lived. So for example, if someone cuts in in front of you as you're driving to work, you might get fleeting irritation, but then you let it go. Now, some people don't. Some people will get road rage. That's a whole other thing. Some emotions are much longer lived and, you know, in some instances people will hold grudges all their lives. Not necessarily a great way to spend your life and you're working on forgiveness can help obviously with that. We generally use our emotions for three, sorry, four main things. Firstly, to decide. Secondly, to take action. Thirdly, to avoid danger. And the last one is to understand others. So it's good to understand why we have um, those emotions. And understand too that we feel emotions all the time because our body changes internally once we feel emotions. For example, once we have a thought, we generally trigger an emotion which triggers a chemical reaction in our bloodstream and our body. From that, we will then eventually get a physical reaction. So even when you're trying to be emotionless, our body is still changing the chemicals internally within us. So we are always feeling emotions and we are emotional beings. So again, getting to understand what they mean for us can really help us navigate our lives much better. If you want to get good at not reacting to situations, a lovely phrase that I teach all of my coaching clients is that our emotions aren't good or bad. They're just signals of what's working or not working for us at the moment. So a lovely phrase I use is it is what it is. It's not good or bad. The situation just is what it is. Come back to being present because thats we're more likely to show our emotional intelligence skills to the foremost when we are nice and calm and present. Some other things that can help build our emotional intelligence is for us to take time to reflect and journal about our days. So I like to rate my day from one being not so great through to 10 being an amazing day. And anything below a seven, I generally look at that and go, okay, what were the positives of the day? But also what were the negatives? What are the things that maybe I didn't handle as well as I could? Now, over time, that's really helped me To keep my days generally um, seven and above, very rare that I drop below that. Now, fun fact, I'm sharing lots of fun facts with this today, is that if you stand up, it reduces our reflective thinking and it can actually result in us being more biased and less considered in our judgments. And I think that's because physiologically, when we stand up, we're standing for something. So when you want to be reflective, make sure that you are sitting down and in that curious state rather than that more judgmental state. Um, Some other things that um, are interesting to note around emotional intelligence. If we're not liking something, maybe we're resisting it. Maybe we're being less adaptable. Bringing things closer to us makes us like them more, as does if we nod, so, again, that helps us to grow our emotional intelligence skills. And one of the things that is really important for you to realize around your emotions is that our emotions function to help us survive and thrive. They help focus our attention and they help motivate us to take particular actions. It is really important to listen to your language around emotional intelligence because. If our language is more negative, we're obviously not utilising all of our brain as best we can. Another resource that can help you sort of get better at distinguishing the granular emotions we feel is um, a resource created by Robert, and I'll spell his last name, but it's Plutchik, which is P-L-U-T-C-H-I-K. He created a thing called the Wheel of Emotions. And he said there are eight basic emotions, joy, sadness, fear, disgust, surprise, anticipation, anger, and trust. But as we move more granularly, we're able to see more detail around those emotions. So there's a difference between, say, anger and frustration, slightly different energies. So learning some more detailed words around our emotions can be really, really helpful. In terms of developing yourself and your emotional intelligence, having it assessed can be really helpful so you know what your benchmark is. I often recommend a 360 report so you get some feedback about how others see you as well. I also think that um, seeking feedback about others can be really helpful. Spending time examining what triggers you to understand what is that story below that. And even just picking one emotional intelligence skill at a time and working on building some habits to strengthen that particular thing. For me, curiosity really helps. Um, I love Ben Zander's TED talk where he uses the phrase, how fascinating. So when something happens, rather than getting a bit stressed about it, we just get really curious. Obviously, tools such as meditation, mindfulness, where we learn to become calm under pressure. We learn to not be reactive to those thoughts of ours and just beautiful, deep breathing. And as we did a couple of weeks ago, the walk in nature is a really lovely way of helping us to boost our emotional intelligence because we calm ourselves down. And by walking, we can think about what it is that you know we're trying to solve. I hope you've enjoyed this particular podcast and I'm really looking forward to our next one. Um, Until then, stay magical. Thank you for listening to the Magical Learning Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got a lot out of it. If you're new to the podcast, you can go back and have a look at some of our older episodes. We've got webinars in there, but we've also got shorter episodes that cover more specific topics. Other than that, you can always follow us on all social medias. We'll be keeping that going until the end of the year. And then next January, we're having a little break. So you can relax as well. Maybe absorb some older episodes. Have a magical week.